This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Richard C. Facunda is no stranger to great musical endeavors. When he first joined us in conversation here on Maestro, it was as the prime mover of the Manila Pianos Artist Series, an excellent series of concerts that has become one of, if not the main channel, of classical music performance since the pandemic. In that capacity, he has staged entire bodies of works, such as Ludwig van Beethoven's Complete Violin Sonatas in 2020. Now, Facunda goes once more into the breach, this time into the far larger body of Johann Sebastian Bach's music. Such an undertaking is not something that one takes lightly, and indeed, Facunda tells us about the history of the Bach project, which, at its roots, stretches back decades and involves an entire web of artists, both up-and-coming and well-established. Apart from our conversation, we also listen to some of the recordings of the Bach project, beginning, quite appropriately perhaps, with a prelude from the cello suite number no. 1 in G major, BWV 1007. Welcome cellist Dr. Renato Lucas. Thank you. 
have been listening to box music since I was in college, and I was very interested at that time in the instrumental works, the Brandenburg concertos, the organ works, the keyboard pieces, and you could borrow uh, the likes of Carl Richter on harpsichord, Helmut Valka on the organ, then I think Carl Munchinger for the Brandenburg concertos. So, you know, these were the records that you can borrow at Goethe Institute. And somehow it sparked in me to like Bach's music. There was a time when I was learning the organ, but not the church organ, that I asked my teacher, uh, could I play the D minor toccata, the 565? And she told me, are you sure? <laughs> and I said, well, I could try, right? So, but I didn't know it was that hard at that time. <laughs> in the few, I'd probably just snip out all the rest. But the feet and the two hands were, uh, you know, they didn't know what they were doing. But I enjoyed box music. For me, it was a way to uh, clean your mind, to put everything in perspective. Because when you listen to the romantic, I'm not saying I don't like the romantics, but you always get the same feeling afterwards. But with Bach, you have different feelings. When you listen to different performers doing the same piece, you have different emotions that come out. You know, that's something magnificent with Bach that you cannot find in any other. For example, Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto Number 2. It's always that romantic view. When you end the piece, that's what you always get, but not with Bach. On the second year of the pandemic, 2021, I recorded the uh, string quartet of Debussy and Ravel. And I was asking the cellist if he was interested in recording the cello suites by Bach. And he looked at me and he said, really? So I said, why? Has no one ever, you know, asked you to play those? And he said, no one. That's not being uh, done here. And uh, he was telling me, you know, sir, if I'm going to study the Bach now, he said it's going to give him a purpose during the pandemic. I said, go ahead, you know, do it, then tell me when you're done, then we can record it. When the cellist was not yet ready for his recording, I decided to uh, ask if he was interested in creating a group Mm -hmm. for each one of Mm -hmm. the suites. And after, I think, about an hour and a half, he gave me the list. He said, it's full. And (laughs) the first thing I asked, because this guy is from USD, did you get all USD people? You have to uh, you know, search far and wide. Yeah, you know, you we have a group of cellists, and you know they're, they're from all over. But it seems that most of the USD peeps were the first ones to say, "Hey, I want to do this. I want to do this. Yeah. I want to do this." So I, I think how many? We have three from USD, two from Saint Sco, and uh, what, where was the other one from? From Punta Kit. So that's that. And after that, when we lined it up, I said, "Hey, wouldn't it be a good idea?" to ask Dr. Lucas to come and do a master class for you guys. So they said, yeah, it's a good idea. Well, probably hoping that he wouldn't say yes. <laughs> but uh, when I talked to Sir Lucas, he really wanted to teach them. So uh, Dr. Lucas set the program. We can't do this in one day. We have to do this in two days. And we just finished the second master class last Sunday. Since I think graduating from uh, college, they don't have a mentor anymore. And I think most of the people, not only cellists, what they think about playing Bach is just play the notes. For the six cellists, they were wrong. Dr. Lucas explained everything from mm. the top, why this is a prelude, why you have dances, you know, and mm. what's the finale about. 
And it was an eye-opener, even for me, that, that mm. jealous, that you can get all these things. Of course, for Sir Lucas, it's not just by reading the notes. Mm. Because he loves to, you know, pour over the reading materials. I remember uh, what Vladimir Horowitz said when he's going to play a piece. It's not just a piece. You're supposed to also uh, try to play and listen to the other pieces of that composer. You're supposed to read on literature. You're supposed to go to galleries and see the paintings that were done in that era, mm. just so you get a feel. So I think that's what uh, Dr. Lucas gave them, like a crash course on uh, what the suite should be. That somehow started the ball rolling. And then in one of those days, I chanced upon a CD of the Bach cello suites, but transcribed for bass clarinet. And uh, I was listening to it. And I said, hey, this is good also. I called up Jason Rivera, the PPO uh, clarinetist, and I asked him, do we have bass clarinet players here? And he said, yeah, we do. And I said, do they mind playing the Bach unaccompanied cello suites, but for bass clarinet? Mm. And he asked me, is there a score? And I said, yes, I have it. One to six complete. So I gave it to him and I said, okay, that's your project. Look for bass clarinet players. And so the adventure started there. At first, all the six suites were taken. So I told them, you know, why don't we give them what? Probably two, three months. Mm-hmm. Because no one has ever attempted to play that in the Philippines. And they said, yeah, okay, that sounds okay. And because we're still in the middle of the pandemic. So I told them, that's why this is not a group project. It's mm-hmm. individual. You can do it at home. But as I found out after the master class, one, two, three is quite easy to perform, but four, five, six is mm. not that easy. Dr. Lucas told me, if you finish university, the one, two, three is no problem. But you have to have taken your master's degree in order to play four, five, six. And then Jason was telling me, oh, they're dropping like fly. One by one, they started saying, oh, I don't think I can play this. <laughs> We ended up with uh, three, hmm. but the third one, after uh, having a run through it, and he's already actually a professional clarinet player. I think he had carpal tunnel. So th- that was that. But when we were planning that with Jason, then I said, hey, if this is so easy to look for players, I thought that the second instrument that would have a lot of players next to the pianist would be the guitarists. And so I searched. There was also a transcription of the Bach violin uh, sonatas and partitas for guitar. And I asked Sir Rafi Ronquillo if they would be interested and if he would be willing to look for other guitarists to do it. And he said, yes, why not? But with regards to the violin partitas and sonatas, it was incomplete for the transcription of guitar. We only have five of the six. So this started the ball rolling. And uh, early on, I mean, even before the cello suites, At the start of 2021, I wanted to continue the recordings we had, like the Beethoven violin sonatas. So I wanted to uh, do it this time with the Bach piano concertos, the single keyboard concertos. There are seven. I wanted to uh, get seven up-and-coming pianists to be presented at Manila Pianos. But this time, I wanted them to be accompanied by a chamber crew. So there are a lot of inputs that I wanted to do here. Thank you. 
Pianist Stephen Ferrer and the Manila Symphony Junior Orchestra brought to us the first movement of Bach's Keyboard Concerto No. 3 in D Major, BWV 1054. We continue with our conversation with Richard C. Facunda. So when we got the seven pianists, I talked to Sir Jeffrey Solares of the MSJO and I said, I need an orchestra, but I want it to be a chamber orchestra. Something they would have had during box time. We made some tweaks about it. And then I said, we're going to use a small piano. We're not going to use the nine-foot concert grand. We're going to use a Steinway Hamburg piano. And uh, we're going to position it in such a way that it will reflect how they would have had it during that time. Usually, the orchestra is conductorless. And Sir Jeffrey told me, yes, they will follow that. And usually, the piano is in the middle. The position of the piano, as we know now, during concerto, was the brainchild of Liszt. Because he was the one who wanted that people don't see my back, they see my hands, they, you know, they see my profile. And that's how that got started. But with the Bach, you will now see the pianist's back. The strings will be to his left and to his right. You will have the first and second violins to the left, and the viola and the cello to his right. 
But since we are recording this, we will have, of course, a camera to the front of the pianist. Finally, since the numbers of the COVID cases are down, we're going to start rehearsals and the recording of the seven Bach solo keyboard concertos this month. So it will all end at the end of May. And after that, we have lined up the cello suites by Bach. Then after that, we have the gamba sonatas. Then we're going to start doing the violin partitas. All these things will start to unravel. And, uh, well, I hope that the people don't get bored <laughs> with all the Bach. But, of course, there will be also uh, other programs in between. At what point did the Bach project become the Bach project? Probably just last month. Aside from the Bach project, we decided to uh, start the live recitals at Manila Pianos. Of course, we had to do it with a small number of people. So we started with a solo piano recital with Ding Dong Fiel. He also played a, a complete evening of Bach works entitled Fantasy. It was an open invitation, but we limited it to 10 because I had to make sure that everyone was a meter apart. And because of the number of pianos we had at Manila Pianos, if we reach 20 or 30, your view will be blocked. There will be a piano in front of you. So uh, we had 14 that night, which for us was a standing room already. And uh, I found out that with a one-hour, well, probably 50-minute program, no one left. So I said then they probably like Bach. It's either that or they're pretty eager to come back and hear live recitals. So two things that we started in that. Somehow that started it all. And because of that, then we had the master class. We're now uh, proceeding with the rehearsals and recording of the Bach keyboard concertos. And, you know, they're going to all push through now uh, within the year. You are not just, as you say, playing the notes, but you also want to bring in a greater sense of period performance. So what can we expect from this project, not just in terms of concerts, but culturally? What I want that the people get in the business world, we call it tech transfer. Not only are there going to be uh, unheard of artists who are going to come out, I have already asked, uh, let's say, Sir Renato Lucas if he can do a recital. One of our projects is the Gamba Sonatas. And the other project, which he tells me, which probably will be recorded first, will he has agreed to record the entire six cello suites all by himself. So I hope with all of these, what I would like to have here is we have the masters, the professors, who have attained a status with regards to interpretation of certain words. We can record them properly. And 50 years from now, the music students of the Philippines are actually all over the world, since we're posting them on YouTube, can view them and can learn from them. That is also something that I see that is lacking here. It seems to me that there's only this, like a thin uh, age group that are allowed to perform. So uh, if you pass that age group, you don't perform anymore. And for me, that is wrong. If we have a teacher who at 80 years old can still play, she should also play. I always tell the students, the teachers who are probably in their 50s or 60s, most probably they went abroad to study. They come in contact with the uh, Germans, Russians, you know, French teachers, and those have enriched their playing. 
And here you have students who probably won't be able to go out. So this is the next best thing. When you ask a student, probably who just graduated from the Conservatory of Music, how many Bach, Prelude, and Fugues can you play or do you know? He will probably tell you a one or two because it was required. Not only with Bach, also for other composers. Let's say Chopin and Schultz. How many do you know? Oh, one, because it was required. But Ding Dong told me when he went to Germany to take further studies, and that was asked, you were supposed to know everything. And that's what Ding Dong had to do. So all these things were given to them. And this is what I call tech transfer. So you come here, you come to Manila Pianos, you show how it's done, you do the master classes, you play, we record you as a whole, then we present. Very symbiotic relationship between the elder generation and the new generation. Hoping that we can uh, carve a better picture of classical music here in the Philippines.
pianist Ding Dong Fiel brought to us The Prelude from Bach's Prelude and Fugue in A Minor, BWV 894. Before that, we heard cellist Dr. Renato Lucas in The Prelude from the Cello Suite No. 1, BWV 1007, and pianist Stephen Ferrer and the Manila Symphony Junior Orchestra in the first movement of the Keyboard Concerto No. 3 in D Major, BWV 1054. All the recordings on this program are part of the Bach Project of the Manila Pianos Artist Series. Today's guest was Richard C. Facunda. To learn more about the Bach Project, visit the Manila Pianos Artist Series Facebook page at facebook.com slash Series. That is all for this Maestro Filipino. DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday 12 noon, the following Monday 12 midnight, and lastly the following Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel. Thank you for listening.